This week, let's talk about video marketing for your business using just a smartphone. My guest is Daryl Ziegler, and this is episode 270 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This podcast is all about keeping marketing simple and all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a professional speaker and consultant from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the complexity and the BS from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. This week, I'm going to talk about video marketing. Now, I really do enjoy putting together videos, and I've been working with a few customers recently on helping them with their video marketing strategies. And of course, over the years, I've bought cameras and I've bought equipment. But my guest this week, Daryl Ziegler, reminds me that these days, if you want to, you can do all the video marketing you need to do for your business using just a smartphone. Seriously, you don't have to have fancy equipment and you don't have to hire in all of that fancy equipment and camera crews. But first, a quick reminder, if you want to support the Marketing Finance Podcast, you can do so. You can buy a copy of my book, Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans. It's available on Amazon, either as a paperback or as a Kindle edition. Interested? Go to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash book. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash book and you'll find the links you need to get the book on Amazon. So I want to get straight into that interview with Daryl right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Daryl, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Excellent. Glad to be here, Roger. Daryl, can't wait to have a chat with you today. You are an advocate of smartphone video marketing, i.e. using your smartphone to create videos to market your business, market your personal brand. And I'm saying using your smartphone to the exclusion of any other form of camera, any other form of video equipment. So really interesting topic. But before we get to that, Daryl, tell me where you're from and also how your career developed and how you develop your business and basically what makes Daryl Sigler tick. Wow, Roger, thank you very much. So you can probably tell from my twang, I have Australian roots. Uh, I'm actually an Australian now that's based in the UK, in Surrey, UK. And yeah, I mean, I came over here originally in 1995 just to see the world and experience life. And life as it does sort of takes its own path and inevitably settled down here, had a family and made roots uh, in terms of where I am now from a professional point of view. So had quite a varied professional past, started out in structural engineering as a draftsman. From there, progressed into owning my own butcher shop, which was a stint for about six or seven years. Ended up getting Southeast England sausage champion at one stage or another, (laughs) (laughs) which is, I'm quite proud of that, definitely. And then from that, ended up progressing into digital marketing, ended up working for a very prominent digital marketing agency called Jellyfish for about six years. And that was an amazing experience. I decided at a point that digital marketing was going to be a industry of the future, if you like. It was something that I could possibly do from my laptop, but also it was something I saw that 
would be applicable to most businesses. So that's the reason for getting into it. And from there, yeah, I've just been involved with digital now since, say, best part of 2010, just started out making websites, uh, understanding more about the SEO side of things. From that and my experience within the agency, just tried to immerse myself with all aspects of digital marketing. And then after a period of time with Jellyfish, my entrepreneurial spirit has always been there. And I started a business in Australia called FES Tanks. It's all about large-scale fuel storage tanks for businesses that use a lot of fuel. From our experiences within that business, that led me towards smartphone video marketing. Really, we were just trialing video for our business. In, in, in other words, showing what we do and how we do it predominantly by using our smartphone. And we had, we had massive success with it. And from that success, really, I experienced the sort of passion for a particular niche, if you want to call it that. And that's why I've really just now focused on smartphone video marketing, because my, my goal is that, you know, what we've experienced through smartphone video marketing is something that possibly we can teach and help other businesses experience as well. And I think we'll just be clear so that the people listening understand when you say smartphone video marketing, we're talking about using your smartphone, whether it's iPhone, Android, whatever it might be, to shoot video and use that video to promote your business or, or your personal brand, as opposed to using your smartphone for other forms of marketing communications like blogging and social media and email and that sort of thing. Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, I would imagine we were no different to most other businesses that decide they may want to have a dabble with video in the first instance. We went to a video production company first and foremost. And for us, it was very much a big spend from a marketing point of view. I mean, it's all relative to the size of your business. So for us at the time, it was a it was a significant chunk of change to be spending on a um, on two videos, as it turned out. And you know, we found the experience, it was it was okay, but it was still quite disruptive in that we had to plan for the video production company to come in, we had to stop everything we were doing, set up everything, you know, to make it happen, to accommodate them for the day. And then they went away, they did what they did in terms of cuts, edits, brought it all together and effectively gave us two videos. And we then took those two videos and we promoted them accordingly. But I found the process quite disjointed and it wasn't something that I thought we could easily replicate and easily do at scale and that was my challenge so whilst we did it i pretty much parked the idea in terms of doing it again for just because i just felt it wasn't something we could scale at the time uh fast forward probably about a year and a half so the best part uh 2017 and i happened to come across a term called mobile journalism what i found was there were news journalists who were effectively pioneering the use of their smartphones to film and capture news stories. And I heard about this and I went, okay, that's an interesting concept. And the more I looked into it, I found out that big international brands were effectively using their smartphones or their, you know, the journalist mobile devices to go out into the field to capture news stories. They were, they were filming on their phones, they were capturing the audio, they were editing the stories on their phones and then uploading it into the cloud. And then, you know, the production studios were taking this footage and running with it and using it in prime time news stories. And for me, that was an aha moment. Yeah. Just, it just blew my mind in terms of, you know, there's this perception that smartphones are almost like a, are not a good quality in terms of, they're not the preferred quality of a camera you would use to capture a news story. And I just thought, well, you know, if the likes of, at the time, it was the BBC and ITV were using smartphone footage for primetime news stories. I just thought, well, why can't 
business owners use that to market their business. So that was my aha moment. And from that experience, I then immersed myself with training and within the sort of industry of mobile journalism to understand more about the way they did it and the way they captured these news stories. And yeah, from that, picked up loads of tips and tricks and training and then progressively. And then I happened to go back to Australia and shoot a couple of videos on our business for FES Tanks, capturing what we do and how we do it and capturing it in a in a spontaneous way and something that in a way that was just felt natural and seamless because our camera, you know, our smartphone was always on us. Once I knew the techniques, the way to capture stories, we, we just made it happen. And uh, we started leading with video a lot in our marketing and things just really started to take off for the business. And there's, there's quite a lot to unpack here, actually. Um, I'm just thinking back into my past as well, back into the early 2000s when I was a marketing director for a fairly large brand here in the United Kingdom. And I'll just tell you this quick quick story, Daryl, because I think it's really relevant to what you're saying. So like you, we hired a video company to come in and shoot the video. And of course, they came in with these gigantic cameras. We recorded the video. They went away. They edited it. They presented us with the finished video. And, and then we took it a step further. We, we put that video on to 80,000 DVDs and we put those 80,000 DVDs into DVD wow. sleeves and then we put those DVDs and DVD sleeves into uh, a, a glossy brochure and we then sent out those 80,000 envelopes to those people by snail mail and the whole exercise cost about 80 grand. Wow. Now, today... I could shoot the video on my phone, just like you suggested, um, wouldn't bother with mail, would send uh, a link to a Vimeo or YouTube video and email it to 80,000 people in the same way as 15 years ago we sent it by by post. And if I think back to then, you know, 80 grand for that DVD, today I could do that for an absolute fraction of the cost, an absolute fraction of the cost, maybe not even a £1,000 if we did it very smartly. And and that just shows you the power. Now, having said that, I think you were absolutely right. There's quite a few corporates out there that still have this image that if you're going to do video, you've got to bring in that BBC style camera crew with their giant cameras and their silvery discs and their best boy grips and, 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 and microphones on booms. And how, have, have you found that there is still that sort of, I don't know, should we call it uh, technical snobbery there? Or is it just a fear of taking something on yourself? Have you come across that as you try to develop your smartphone video marketing business? Yes, most definitely. And it's interesting because the first place I actually experienced it was talking to mobile journalists. Mm. They, the, the, the journalists who pioneered this, the use of smartphones to capture new stories were very much up against this snobbery, as you put it, front and centre. Yeah. You know, it was like, you can't be serious. How can you expect to capture anything of quality on this, you know, this this device, which is primarily just a phone? But, you know, they persevered. It was very cumbersome initially in the early years, like anything. But as the technology has evolved and as the operating systems have got better and the apps have equally evolved, everything is just becoming more and more seamless. You know, um, you can quite easily get HD, 4K, even 8K now on some cameras. But, you know, to a certain extent, that's not needed. If you have the skill set to be able to understand how to frame a shot yep. or do a shot to a certain extent, which is something that can very much be taught yep. because 
that's the thing that made it a practical process for me because I knew nothing about filmmaking in the first instance. And I learned sort of shot types, storytelling techniques from mobile journalists. And there's some pretty fundamental, some pretty easy steps to go through to understand this. And it's like anything, imperfect action is action, action is progress. So just go out and do it. But the great thing about it is as well, is it ultimately can be in a style that reflects you and ultimately your business. And it can be in a very much, uh, it can be raw, it can be real and not so polished in some aspects. And I don't think that matters, does it? Because it's like you say, quality, uh, is it means different things to different people. You know, going back to that aforementioned DVD that I mentioned back in 2005, 2006, DVD quality is something like 480p, isn't it? Um, yes. Then you've got... Uh, normal HD, which is 720p, all all smartphones will will film in that. Then you've got full HD, which is 1080p. And now, of course, we've got, as you say, 4K and 8K. Now, that is video quality many, many, many times more than the DVD that I was producing 15 years ago. And, you know, 1080p and, and, um, and 4K is still streets ahead of the, of the, broadcast standard in the United Kingdom and you know the BBC still broadcasts in standard definition and and you know unless you buy the HD package from Sky TV you're still going to get it in standard definition so pretty much every smartphone is capable of filming at a resolution that is a, is far greater than the broadcast standard and then of course these days people are used to TikTok to Instagram reels things Snapchat YouTube shorts the YouTube videos you know people will forgive I think slightly dodgy, you know, and I say slightly dodgy in inverted commas, slightly dodgy video, as long as the content's good. You know, if you've got something interesting to say, something exciting to say, I think people will watch it, whether it's filmed on a smartphone or it's filmed on an industrial-sized BBC camera. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly it. You know, if you've got a story to tell and it's told in an interesting way, and it from a very human perspective people will naturally resonate towards that by all means, by all means. And I think what's interesting as well is, you know, with what's been the experience of COVID over the last 12 to 14 months, is it's very much pushed the acceptance of smartphone footage into the fore. And I say that um, on a personal front, but is also on a professional front, because when the pandemic first started, uh, you know, all the news stations, they were effectively locked out. They couldn't get out. They couldn't go on to um, location. They couldn't necessarily interview people in real time. So they had to sort of do workarounds. Yep. So I saw lots of instances where journalists were fundamentally um, teaching people how to use their, their smartphones in their lockdown location to set up the shots, to give them the shots that they ne needed so they could take that footage and actually incorporate it into their, their new story. So if anything, the use of smartphone footage has probably been accelerated over the last year. But it's probably not as easy as that, is it? I mean, it's not just as easy as buying a phone and then going out and starting filming it. I think like anything, like any form of marketing, you've got to have a plan. And I'm sure that you've got a series of steps that you would talk your clients through to help them starting to do smartphone video marketing. So maybe could you talk me through the, the sort of steps that you would guide your customers through? Yeah, by all means. I mean, the process that we follow is first to be comfortable with, let's call it the filmmaking process. Yeah. 
understanding aspects of the phone. You know, a lot of people have the phone in their pocket, but they don't really understand the true potential of it. So we teach them to sort of unlock powerful settings. We teach them how to do simple shots that actually elevate the way that you tell the story from a visual point of view. We teach them how to bring that all together from an editing point of view, just to tell really simple stories. You know, that's all we want in the first instance, just about telling simple stories. And from that, they're able to understand the process of filmmaking, like I said, in a very simple way. And then we start to talk about, right, how can that then be implemented into your business? So for instance, if you're uh, maybe doing a process over and over again, um, why not systemize it? If you're onboarding new clients, if you're onboarding new employees into your business, I'll tell you what, let's sit down, let's do a smartphone video around that so we can capture that on video and then we can systemize it. So you only have to do it once and that actually saves you time as well. Um, so that's, that's one way where we look at things, you know, just where we can implement it from a system point of view. And then you've got the other side where, right, how can we use smartphone video for driving sales, bringing new customers into the business? And then we just look at aspects of, you know, whether you're a product or you're a service-based business, and then understanding uh, how you can solve, say, your customers' questions, their pain points, and really just identifying those pain points and trying to sort of bring that into a video as such. But the other key thing, which I think is really, really important is ultimately people do business with people. And the aspect of video really enables you to bring a personal element to what you do and the way that you do it. And really, I think that's something that just elevates the way that your business operates to a whole nother level. Yeah, you know, there's so much that you're saying today, Daryl, that really resonates with me. And, and to a certain extent, I've been through some of these experiences myself because I do use video in my own personal marketing for my business quite a lot. Uh, I've, I've, I did start using my um, uh, smartphone many, many years ago. I do have a, yes. I do have a DSLR now, but you know, we 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 all move on to a certain extent. But it's the, it is some of those things that you think about. It's like thinking about the story that you're going to tell, you know, and the the pain point that you're trying to solve. I, I remember having a conversation with one of my friends who ironically is actually a film producer. Now, when I started out, like anybody, I was putting my camera on a tripod on my desk with my bookcase behind me, just like pretty much every other marketer who does a video does. And he said to me, you know, you live in this fabulous country called Scotland, you know, okay, the weather might not be brilliant all the time, but, you know, get out, go down to your favourite harbour, go out into the fields, go and stand in front of a fabulous building in Edinburgh and do your marketing tip video there. Because if you do that, you'll be standing out over over the vast majority of people who are sat in front of their bookcases. And it's simple little tips like that that can elevate the videos that you produce to another level. But another thing that you said there that I picked up on as well is that, you know, it's one of the fundamental foundations of content marketing is answering answering the questions that your customers have about what you do for them. So whether you're a car mechanic or you're baking cupcakes or you're a a smartphone video marketer, they're going to have questions about what you do. And what what better way to answer those questions than to make a video which explains and answers the question in a language that they can understand. So immediately, whatever business you're in, you could work out what are the top 25 questions that your customers have. And there you have it, your first 25 videos. Yeah, exactly. And 
you know, I think case in point there, you, can, you, you if you're a service-based business, you might regularly come up against questions, objections that you hear constantly over and over again. And a lot of the times, you know, they may be addressed within a website as in the FAQs mm -hmm. page. Why not take that, bring a personal element to it through video? That's something you can do. But one thing that's particularly works well for us with our fuel tank business in Australia is we do a lot of on-site work. It's very specific. It's very uh, challenging in terms of the locations. You know, we're not in a position where we can take a video production company to the middle of Australia with us just to do like a week's project. So we've actually started to train the team members internally within the business to understand simple aspects of filmmaking mm. using their smartphone. So what happens now? They go to a job in the middle of Australia. As they're doing that job, as and when key moments come up, they will pull out their smartphone. They will capture aspects of, you know, the engineering aspects of the challenges, and they'll give us a little dialogue, so on and so forth. We're then able to take that and effectively package that up into us solving a problem for a client. Now, that might be a problem that exists for other clients. So then we're able to push that out and then, you know, that may resonate with some other people. And then before you know it, they get in touch with us. And it's a sort of, it's a, it's a great virtuous circle for us and works really well just because, you know, what's the best camera to have on you? And that's the camera you have. At the time you need it. <laughs> when, when you need, yes, exactly. And for most people, it's going to be their smartphone. And um, another, I, it's a little catchphrase I use, but, you know, it's something that I think really resonates is, you know, potentially how many employees do you have? 10, 20, 30 employees? Well, potentially that's 10, 20, 30 cameras you have capturing what you do and how you do it. So think of it from that perspective. It's really powerful. Absolutely. Although I can hear quite a lot of brand managers absolutely crying into their hands at the moment, <laughs> thinking, no, we don't want all those people going out making all sorts of different videos that break our brand guidelines. But Let's not get into that because I have some fairly strong views on that. And as long as you've got a basic quality yeah. and a basic theme that runs through it, that, that should be absolutely fine. Now, obviously, there are still big film companies out there and companies still do hire film companies with big cameras and, and silver discs and all of that sort of thing. And there's always going to be a place for that. But what, what are the sort of things that you can do to elevate the smartphone video experience? Because, I mean, for one example I, that I always hear is, Never, never rely upon the built-in phone microphone. Always buy yourself an external microphone to go with your camera. Would, would you argue about that that's a, a thing to do? And are there any other examples? Exactly. I mean, you have the humble smartphone, which is great in what it does, but equally it is to a certain extent a phone. So we want to get, we want to be in a position where we can get the best out of that phone and the camera to give us what we need. So you're absolutely right. There's, you know, we, we recommend using tripods mm -hmm. so you, you're able to capture stable shots. We recommend the use of handheld video rigs, which actually make it easier for us to be able to hold the phone in a stable position. We absolutely advocate the use of uh, external third-party microphones, you know, lapel mics, shotgun mics, depending on the application that you're actually uh, using. And equally, Whilst we try and use natural sunlight first and foremost, if needs arise, yes, we will use um, ancillary lighting as and when we see fit. But also it's, it's sort of coming back to sort of film shot variety. It's also employing the use of 
are a multitude of shots, you know, wide shots, medium shots, close-up shots. They tell so much more from a visual perspective when you're bringing that story together. Um, if you can imagine, if you like, you go into a situation, your eyes will naturally frame these different types of shots as you go into that environment. So you go into a new environment in a room, you'll frame the wide shot, you might focus on an individual, you'll, you'll, your eyes will start to go into what is a medium, a medium shot. If that person's doing something with their hands, you might focus in on a close shot. You want to try and replicate these type of situations from a visual point of view when you're taking the shots on your phone, you then bring it together in the edit and it just tells a stronger visual story. So it's all these little things that just sort of come together and help really polish what is a video story. No, I agree. And I think it's very much more important in the COVID world that we live in now to have that variety in your video. Uh, I, you know, I, I speak from experience as well. You know, How many online events have you watched this last 12 months simply because we can't go to real life conferences anymore. Now at a real life conference, you might see somebody stood on stage for 45 minutes giving a keynote. If you watch somebody on screen for 45 minutes and all they're doing is standing still and it's a headshot, it can get extremely boring, no matter how you know effusive they may be and how passionate they may be. But if you can change the angle of the shot, if you can inc include a bit of B-roll, if you can include a bit of pre-recorded video as well as the live feed, then immediately you're introducing differences that make the person who's watching, oh, that's different, oh, that's different, and it keeps their attention for much, much longer. And I found that as well, you know, again, going back to what I said before about sitting in front of my book bookcase, as soon as you start varying the shots, as soon as you start changing the location, but telling the story as you go along, you've got a better chance of keeping people's attention for longer. Yes, definitely, Roger. I've seen some of your videos and you're on point. I've seen your shot variety, so yes, Kudos to you. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about videos that sell and videos that create calls to action, because that can be quite tough because you're telling a story, but ultimately at the end of it, you want people to take action, don't you? Yes, definitely. And I think this is, you know, there is, there is no secret to giving a business a video that's going to create you know instant sales for them it's something that i think very much has to evolve in terms of you know what works and what what may not work and that's the beauty of having the smartphone video concept into play because you're able to create videos that don't necessarily take a lot of effort to implement mm -hmm. we can try them fast we see if they work we see if they resonate and then if they do, right, okay, that's great. We go with it and then we maybe evolve that a little bit more. If they don't, okay, what else can we try and start to just evolve the process? And I think that's the key. You know, it's, it's, it's being able to try things that make you agile and dynamic um, and not committing to like one video production company to come in to give you one or two videos and then and hedging your bets into everything around those individual videos. It means that you can continue to produce things regularly and consistently, because let's face it, unless you've got a massive budget, you aren't going to be able to afford to bring a, in inverted commas, professional camera crew in all the time. No, definitely not. And I think as you go through this journey and understanding more about video, the more you will refine the process, the more you will get comfortable with the process, the more you will 
just find the process easier and the more you will streamline the way that you operate in your workflows and you will find it will just more it will just happen faster it will happen seamlessly and from that you know you will understand what videos work what videos don't work and you will naturally progress towards what is working and through the process of finding out what doesn't work you know you you evolve and that's the great thing about it i guess if you think about it in the past, when we did have to re- rely upon professional camera crews and ca- professional production companies, we perhaps didn't have that ability to experiment as much because it was expensive to produce. You couldn't say we'll have 10 different tries in order to get to the right one. You almost had to hit the spot pretty much every time. Whereas now, you know, you can experiment a little and okay some of it you might put out you might not be happy with it that's fine take it down and put up the next version until you get something out there that you are happy with daryl we could probably carry on talking about this pretty much for the whole of the afternoon i mean i'm a a massive fan of video i wish i had all of this technology available to me 25 years ago when i had hair and and looked a little bit younger Uh, but that's the way things are. But what would you say was the one big thing that you would like the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast to take from the experience you've had building a business around video marketing using smartphones? Well, I think first and foremost, understand video is very much going to be a format of the future. And it's also understanding how can you implement video into your business in a way that's relatively easy relatively convenient and it's very much having a camera on you that allows you to do that and first and foremost I think you know smartphones give you that opportunity to be able to start and understand how video marketing can work for you. And of course, you're here to help people with that process. So I'm hoping that people listening to the show would like to get in touch with you. So Daryl, what's the best way that people can connect with you? Best way is through our website. So please visit smartphonevideo.marketing. There's a lot of information there. There's blog posts. There's all sorts of secondary tips tips and tricks. And from that, you can also uh, join a Facebook group with, with all the details are on the website there. So that's that's not a problem. Fantastic. Daryl, it's been really good to talk to you this afternoon about video marketing, specifically smartphone video marketing. Uh, we've got so much in common in our, in our thinking here, and it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I hope that once the pandemic finally goes away and that we can finally get out and start traveling again, that we could maybe meet up at some point with both our smartphones, have a beer, have a glass of wine, have a coffee, whatever it might be and make a marketing video together. Now, there's an invitation. I very much look forward to that. That'd be great, Roger. Great stuff. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. All the best. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. If you need help with your marketing, please get in touch at rogeredwards.co.uk. I'd love to work with you. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business. (laughs) 